Ahoy hoy, we're Azeroth Coast to Coast. I'm Gav. This is Kevin. Hello. Christopher is not here this week. Uh, we say words, so many words. Words hurt. So many words. Last time we rambled, and this time we'll probably ramble some more. We're sorry. Hi, Kevin. Hello. I made words. You know, typically an intro says something like, you know, we talk about World of Warcraft and other Blizzard games and, you know, that kind of thing. Weren't you the person that said that my intros were too long? Mm, probably. Yes, you were. You were the one that said my intros were too long. I went short and sweet this week and you complained that it's not long enough. Let's invite the new listener to hear us talk about Blizzard games. Why would Welcome I do listener. that? Why would I do that? I I don't know. I, I literally don't fucking know. By the way, I uh, I um, talked to my brother this week about the podcast, uh -huh. and it turns out he has listened. And I was like, oh, yeah, what, what's your experience like listening to the show? He's like, well, you know, I'll listen to you guys talk in the beginning about like what games you played and then I turn it off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do we do? What do we do in the beginning? That's different than everything else. We just have a conversation and that's it. <laughs> well, to be honest, he doesn't play World of Warcraft. So he's like, when you guys start talking about Warcraft, I just turn it off. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I, I think maybe we could, you know, you know, get some good interactions with our with our wonderful like four Four listeners, I think we have now after that very long stretch of time in which we don't record anything. Um, I think we can maybe like get some really good engagement out of them just by having, you know, a, a, a nice pleasant conversation about what's uh, what's interesting to us. Like maybe maybe yeah. maybe Warcraft related, probably Warcraft related, uh, but it could be anything. We if there's time, we can get into some non Warcraft related stuff. Got to get that Warcraft um, shoved in there somehow. Yep. But oh. um, what you do of note? We've been inconsistent recently. There's been a lot of things going on so fucking in our personal life. And it leads to inconsistent shows. We apologize, but such is life. Now, in so. my defense, I work alternating weekends. So, I mean, yeah. unfortunately, our recording time is usually in the AM on Saturdays. Um, and every other Saturday, I'm at work. So, um is there any night of the week that you consistently don't work? Um, my my day off during the week will be firming up soon. They're changing the operations model for our store. Um, so, yeah, I, I should have a consistent ish day off during the week that we could possibly do something on, except that it might be Tuesdays. Which you might okay. know is Dungeons and Dragons. So we'll see. We'll once we get everything kind of firmed up, um, we'll sit down and see what's going on. Okay. All right. Um, this week I've been away at work on a work trip. So um, 
didn't get to play too much. I got a lot of shit done before I left to work, including helping some guildies get some Mythic Plus Dungeons in because it was Mythic Plus Dungeon Week last week. So that was really cool. Um, This week, I have logged in for a few days, mostly doing emissaries and random Warcraft shit. Um, I... Uh, one of the things that I started doing too was um, auction housing the island expedition gear, uh-huh. and I like build a whole TSM group or a trade skill master group for that. Some of the gear from islands is super fucking cool looking. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever gone through like all of the transmogs that you can get from islands. No, I never got a transmog. I think I got one pet off of an island, and that was it. And then I was like, oh, I'm done with this. This is very boring. I mean, like the helms, the shoulders. A lot of them have effects on them, which, you know, typically doesn't happen even from raid gear. So it's really, really awesome stuff. And, you know, basically I'm, I've been trying to like buy out when people post it way too low and then try to resell it for higher. Um, and some of it is selling pretty well. Like I've been making a few thousand gold here and there. And one of the pieces, um, that actually Guth gave me to sell sold for 38,000 gold the other day. Not bad. So yeah, decent stuff and actually looks pretty cool. I might actually like when I, when I start making some serious profits, I'm probably going to buy some stuff for myself because, um, I definitely want to keep that transmog going forward. Good stuff. man. So Good if stuff. you haven't checked it out, check it out because you know, you might not want to farm it, but you might want to buy it off the auction house because it's cool looking. See, there you go. That's half the joy of using um, the auction house. Yep. And I tried Apex Legends. I played like three games. I died pretty much instantly in all games, but might check that out again in the future. I actually, um, and maybe, by the way, while we were doing yeah. uh, show notes, I went ahead and started downloading that. So I wanted to give it a shot, see how it goes. Cool. Maybe you can play with me and LB. Yeah, sure. I think that sounds fair. Yep. But some of the controls are just going to take a little bit of time to get used to. Like well, I played for some reason, aim down sight is like you you don't. It's a toggle instead of like hold it down to aim down sight, which is really um, weird. Which was the other game that did the toggle? There was another game that I played for a long time that it was a toggle. I don't know. Oh, it's so annoying. I don't remember which one it was. Because I'm it was used like to Destiny. Battlefield? Maybe it was Battlefield that it was a toggle. I don't know. I don't know. I like the Destiny model where you hold down right click and it names down site. A lot of games are like <clears> Maybe that. there's a setting for that. There's, prob- there's probably a toggle setting somewhere in the yeah. uh, control options. Yeah, so I don't know. That that will be interesting to kind of dick around with since it's free to play. But um, still getting some use out of um, uh, Path of Exile, but it's kind of... It's nearing its end point. They're going to announce the new expansion or they have announced a new expansion i haven't checked yet but um yeah so games yeah what about you um i played card games for children and destiny 2 i think what's card games for children hearthstone oh okay what week am i not playing hearthstone even though i fucking hate the goddamn meta right now i'm still playing hearthstone um, I'm also, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, you know, card games for children. I'm also playing uh, a lot of Magic the Gathering uh, Arena right now as well. So um, more card games, more card games for children. Um, I'm trying to get some of my peoples uh, in that I know personally back into like cardboard crack versions rather than the digital ones. 
Um, I just like having physical cards, but at the same time, I also don't mind paying for online cards. I just wish hard I'm surprised trade. I'm surprised there's not like a meetup group for that. Like you should just check. There are there that, that yeah, it, there are. It, it's a thing called Friday night magic that wizards of the coast puts on. Oh, okay. You go to your like local comic book store or your local, um, uh, TCG, CCG game shop or your game shop or whatever. Uh, my nearest one is a place called, um, dragon's lair. Nice. So, uh, I mean, they do have FNM. Um, I don't like FNM though. Is the problem people take What's FNM? Friday night magic. Oh. People take FNM. Some people take FNM way too fucking seriously. And okay. I'm just like, I'm here to have fun and play like some casual ass magic. I'm not here to play like your standard, you know, uh, turn three blowout, you know, freaking Amonkhet deck or whatever. I'm, I'm here. So to- there's, <clears throat> there's not people that are like you. There's They're a lot all- of people. There's a lot of people like me, mm-hmm. but people like me typically don't do things like Friday night magic and things like that. I play like stand- strictly when I play paper magic, I play uh, kitchen table and for fun. I don't play to, you know, make something crazy to be this like really efficient, uh, grindy deck that is meta. I play to have fun. Like I play a deck made of nothing but standard legal bears or stuff like that. Um, it's, it's not intended to be something that is going to kill my opponent. It might just be something that I'm just doing to have fun with or just putting together some jank. Um, I mean, if I wanted to play jank, I could just do draft events, but I, I hate drafting so much. So, so much. I hate drafting. I always pick poorly and draft. So. And all of these are words that you don't understand, so it's OK. No, yeah, the majority of what I've just said is stuff that makes absolutely no sense to you. But uh, for anybody out there that plays card games, you understand everything I said. And I just I don't like draft. I like kitchen table magic. I like putting together stupid shit and I like playing it like that tribal vampires from a long time ago. Beside the point, I'm also still playing a lot of Destiny 2. So um, it's it's actually kept my interest. So I'm I'm quite pleased with uh, Bungie at the moment. Bungo. Thank you, Bungo. Hey, did we have any listeners despite the fact that we apparently really don't have listeners anymore because we don't record shows? Um, listener Vincent Minucci did post in our discord and he said, why the bloody hell was the last episode not named either something like something, something waffles or Kevin thinks they're called Belgiums. Probably because we weren't thinking about it. Probably because Kevin names the episodes. I used to name the episodes, But you got you get final approval on them because you're usually the one that posts them up. You're usually (laughs) the one that does the editing and posting them up. Yeah, if you stick around for like ten minutes, we can after the show we can always think of a show name. Always bullshit something out. Um, Hi Europe and the U.S. and Canada. So like hi North America and Europe. You all are the top listeners for some reason. Portugal. Um, I don't know. Hello in Portuguese. Hello. Hola. Ireland. Usually it's just like hello. Hello. I think it's not the Dutch. Isn't that like a, the Dutch way of saying hello? Hello. Hello is something like even when I've been to other countries, they still say hello. Yes. So I don't know. But I, I 
Portuguese is it, it, it's it's like hola or something like that, but it's not. It has like weird accents because that's how Portuguese works, right? It's all just weird accents. It's for me. I'm so like I don't know enough about Latin America or Spanish speaking worlds. I don't know the difference between Portuguese and Spanish. It's actually a fairly significant difference. They speak Portuguese yeah. in like Brazil. I know that. Yeah, and Portugal. And other places. <laughs> Those are the main places. Those are the main places, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's actually a pretty significant difference between Portuguese and Spanish. I mean, you can kind of get they kind of get the gist of it's like it's like a, a French speaker speaking to a Spanish speaker. Mm-hmm. Like you can get the gist of the conversation. You catch a few words. Yeah, yeah, you'll get like the gist of the conversation of what they're trying to tell you. But it's like you don't know exactly what they said. I see. Um, uh, so let's see, Anglophone, 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 and Portugal. Yep. Yep. So welcome. Hi, guys. One listener in Portugal who marathoned our shows. Apparently. I don't know. If that's I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, that's probably what happened. I do this for fun. Or somebody who just like left their Spotify on over <laughs> the weekend or something, took like a long weekend and left like Spotify or SoundCloud going on over the weekend. And it just like... It had that evolving track list where eventually it was just playing <laughs> shitty podcasts and ours eventually was one of them. Eventually it played Boom Boom Boom. Eventually it just played a bunch of shitty podcasts and ours was one of them. No, they were probably listening to dance music and then like it got to Boom 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 and like suggested our show. Somebody had a really, they were really craving like late 90s, um, mid late 90s uh, Euro beat, Euro club. So, and it just eventually gave yeah. them Boom Boom Boom. Well, you know, even over the past seven days, Boom, 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 I Want You In My Tomb was still our second most listened to show. I mean, it's not hard when you don't put out any shows. It's not hard. It was episode 25. I know, but it's not hard when you don't put out any shows for like, we put out one show a month for like four months. It's not hard for that to be the top show or the second to top show. Man. Yeah, well, listenership in Boom 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 is declining, so it was averaging around two to three hundred listeners. Which means we need to engage with our with our with our listeners more. Which we means we a, need another Boom 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 track. Which means we need to launch a social media campaign and engage with our people. I don't think any of us has the time for that shit. Uh, I, I yeah. don't think any of us has the time right. to like, like launch a social media thing. Like we're let's. Yeah, let's yeah. move on to yeah. the very sparse news that exists. Hey, Raid Finder Wing 2 is open. Go do that. Love is in the air is available. And they're starting this trend where they're doing new um, Hearthstones for like the different holiday events. So they released a peddler feet, pedal foot, pedal feet, pedal feet, pedal foot, pedal feet, pedal foot, pedal foot. Lovely Hearthstone. So when you use the Hearthstone, it looks like you're shooting a like Cupid's bow and arrow. So okay, I guess get that if you like that and kind of go thing. for your chance at the Love Rocket. And they did change how the Love Rocket box drops uh, from the Crown Apoth- Crown Chemical Company event. Yes, you have to be. I think it's one ten, right? One ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, all of your max level characters and anybody who get who you maxed out during Legion is eligible to get the box for Love Rocket. If you didn't, you're fucked. Sucks to be you. Yeah. Do you like the custom Hearthstones that they're creating? 
Um, I'm always going to use the innkeeper's daughter, but that's just because I got that one really early. I, that was like one of my first solves when archaeology came out. Hmm. I wonder if I have that. You probably do. Hmm. Like, okay. I grinded archaeology out, and that was, I think, my first rare solve was the innkeeper's daughter. So I've used hmm. that one forever. Um, <clears throat> nothing new in Diablo. Um, <clears throat> in, in Heroes of the Storm news, they did release some new skins including a Deckard Kane skin. Holy shit. Did you see this? No, I didn't. Deckard Kane is like a commando as a commando. Okay. <laughs> and his, his um, health potions are like little canteens. Okie dokie. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. There's like, it's basically like GI Joe themed. Yeah, I, I know. Cause they have the Viper or whatever it is, is the bad people. So you now you have the resistance. Um, yeah, so there's like um uh Hanzo has like a commando type skin. It looks like there's some kind of a commando robot dog. Robot dog. Drinks um, it underneath the table. Robot dog. Sorry. So <laughs> sorry, that's a song from MC Chris. <laughs> and it just and there's also, me of it. There's also a commando um uh what's his name? The fire guy. Ragnaros? Shit, Blaze. Blaze. Oh, yeah, the Firebat. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. And it looks like it was modeled after Robert Downey Jr. from Tropic Thunder. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I did miss something, actually. Hearthstone did have some news this week. Oh, okay. Um, the uh, Rumble season is going on. Uh, there will be believe it's three weeks of special tavern brawls uh with a special reward of a pack of rosticons rumble uh for winning uh for winning a, a quest and that does exceed the max number of quests so you can carry four quests with that one active so um cool. the rumble the brawl is really fun actually it is the shrines and decks from the Rosticons uh, from the Rumble mode, the single player mode. And you're playing it PVE play PVP. You're playing PVP against another person with those decks. So it's really fun. If you like Hearthstone or you liked Rumble Run or you liked any of that stuff or you liked crazy, powerful Hearthstone, it's actually kind of entertaining. Okay, <laughs> pardon me. Um, Overwatch League started this week. Do you care? No, not really. Yeah, me either. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's owl. I know that they dropped the price for like the Twitch. Like you can get like some kind of a Twitch thing that you can buy so that you don't have to watch commercials or something. Um, that's cheaper this year. So, okay. uh, yeah, there's that. And probably the biggest news that has come out over the past week that's kind of like happened earlier in the week was the big layoff that Activision Blizzard went through. They laid off 8% of their staff, which is around 800 people. Well, um, yeah, not necessarily affecting the game development side, but the non-game development department. So we're talking like we're talking like marketing and public relations and community community relations and social media and things like that. Yes, as far as we know. Yeah. Um, so but, yeah, and they also said they were adding more development. Uh, development uh, positions to a lot of the games, uh, the game teams, right? Uh, uh, now, remember, this is Activision Blizzard. It's not just Blizzard itself. 
Yes, Activision Blizzard has 10,000 people. Yes, it says that it affected Activision Publishing, Blizzard, King, and some Activision studios, including High Moon. There's a link to a Kotaku article in the show notes. Okay, I'll have to take a look at it and then take a look at some other places, see if they've... So yeah, it it wasn't just Blizzard. So, you know, it wasn't like, oh, 800 out of the Blizzard employees. It was across the board. No, and it's like... Um, And and, and this kind of stuff, we knew there were layoffs coming at some point. Um, But, I mean, it's like Blizzard tried to get help some of their people out, which, you know, that was that thing they did over in their UK office, in their Ireland office. Or was it Scotland yeah. office? I forget whichever one. There was one Ireland. I think. I think it was Ireland. It was their community. It was their uh, support office. They they were yeah. offering people buyouts and letting them get out. And you know they were trying to help out there as best they could. The other thing you have to remember is that everybody has said, and it's not just like Activision Blizzard, but some of the people that have been laid off have also said they got really generous severance packages. Yeah, that's that's a good thing. I mean. Um, the Activism Blizzard or the Activision CEO was quoted in the article to say, while our financial results in 2018 were the best in our history, we didn't realize our full potential to help us reach our full potential. We've made a number of leadership changes. Changes should enable us to achieve many opportunities in the industry, blah, blah, blah. So I think people were criticizing Blizzard Activision because, oh my God, they had a record quarter. It was the best quarter they ever had. but or uh, their year. 2018 financial, yeah, yeah, FY 18, um, yeah. But the thing is, is like even though they had their best year over that period, they also lost half of their stock value, which is going to hurt in the long run. So it only hurts. You know. It only hurts the investors. And I have made it very clear before. I think that the public model is really stupid, especially for games development. I think the yeah. public model is incredibly stupid as hell. Um, you can't be beholden to a series of investors. I mean, it's just, uh... I mean, investors demand every single quarter. So every three months you have more money than you had the last three months. Yep. And unfortunately in game development, game development is very much a cyclical kind of process. Um, we know that blizzard has been getting a lot of a lot of, uh, flack from Mm -hmm. the Activision and the Vivendi side of things. Um, well, sorry yeah. for the Activision side of things, they've been getting a lot of flack about it and, you know, about the fact that they haven't released a new IP or a new game in a while. Um, but you also have to look at the fact that the games that they do have have performed decently. They haven't performed amazingly. Yeah. Hearthstone is consistently in the top five grossing, uh, apps, in-app purchases, mm-hmm. um, in, of, of most platforms. Uh, I know it's top five on Android. I think it's top five on uh, uh, Apple as well. Uh, and the thing is, is like you could have sold a game for like 60 bucks a pop back in the day and like sold a shit ton of them in the first part of the life cycle of that game. And then maybe you didn't sell as much for the next year or two, mm-hmm. but you made enough money and you weren't beholden to quarter by quarter profits or growth to have to sustain something or to, you know, force you to put out more stuff so that you could, you know, sell millions of copy the next quarter and then millions plus additional millions the next quarter. Yeah. Well, you also have to understand that, like, when you look at 
costs of games adjusted for inflation games mm-hmm. are cheaper now than they ever have been like the big triple a games are cheaper than they ever have been you go back and you look at um nintendo 64 games n64 games or playstation games from those first generations uh from that specific generation which i think was gen 4 or gen 5 maybe possibly um those games were still 60 50 60 70 dollars that was 20 plus years ago you adjust for inflation those games are a hundred bucks nowadays so development has gotten more expensive but the price of games physically selling the games to the consumer has fallen the price that the consumer pays has fallen yeah. comparatively. So it's like, I understand why they have to go public and why, why some of them choose to go public, you know, to get the get that public money out of the investors and things of that nature. But I, I just think that you have to take those kind of things into consideration when you're like, oh, I'm angry at Blizzard for cutting all these jobs. Well, Blizzard didn't cut all those jobs. Activision Blizzard did. Yeah. And Activision Blizzard is a massive 10,000 person corporation 10,000 employee corporation they are a modern business and unfortunately one of the realities of modern businesses is layoffs i mean even even your even your local target walmart home depot things like that all that kind of stuff they still lay off people we hire seasonally and then lay them off at the end of the year so do you think that the activision stock has been overvalued over the past year or so i don't I don't. Um, Activision Blizzard is... Sorry, go ahead. Or do you think it's just crashing because of the bad press and the bad news that's come out? I I think that there's a lot of chicken littles um, because this is something that we were talking about just before the show, but analysts, the numbers, the reason that Blizzard stocks are where they are is because that's what analysts say they should be. Okay? Analysts freak out. Go watch Jim Cramer, Okay. He's the the crazy screaming guy that's on like MSNBC for stock markets. He's got the soundboard and all the wacky props. I don't know if he's still on TV or not, Um, but it's like they freak out about stuff. That is their job is to freak out about even the slightest change in something. So Activision Blizzard posts some bad numbers. Uh, Destiny 2 doesn't hit the doesn't hit the number of sales and engagement that Bungie and Activision expected. Wow, uh, hemorrhages some uh, hemorrhages subscribers off because you know the post expansion happens. Post expansion happens; it always does. Um, so it's just they freak out at that point and they go, "Oh, the sky is falling. Everything is worth nothing now." and yeah, I think right now Blizzard stock is I think right now the Activision Blizzard stock is undervalued severely. I think that within the next year or so, it will rebound back up. That's my guess. That's that's based on what I'm seeing, that's what I think. Yeah. By the way, I own stock in Blizzard. Uh, and I'm not for, giving any stock advice. For full for full disclosure, he owns stock in Blizzard Entertainment. Yeah. Um our position is I don't own any Blizzard stock, so my position is I think that's a good buy personally. Um, I think it can't do anything but go back up, especially when we start getting more game announcements coming out. I mean, 
my opinion is that they are missing the boat on some game genres like Battle Royale, and unless they can figure out how to... Doesn't Call of Duty have a Battle Royale mode now? <clears throat> I, I think it has something like that. I think that. it's like Blackout mode or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, other there's other games that are eating their lunch, so to speak. And I think that other games are a lot more popular than Blizzard games or Activision games right now. Well, I don't and think they unless, need to jump on. I don't think they need to jump on the bandwagon. I don't think they need to jump on the bandwagon because hmm. I, 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 and I've said this before, and I will say it again: video games are faddish. You've had your MOBA. You had your MOBA fad. You had your shooter fad. You had your team-based, class-based shooter fad. You've and right now we're currently in the uh, battle royale fad, and I think it would be folly to sink a bunch of resources into something, um, especially because, especially with Blizzard or Activision, because look at how late Blizzard was to the first-person shooter world. I mean, Overwatch is still doing well, but it's not doing as well as it could have because a lot of it got cannibalized by the birth of the battle royale genre. Yep. And people definitely have been moving back and forth between that and battle royale games. Yeah. So I don't think that jumping into the battle royale sphere right now is a good idea. Personally, I think it, I think it would be a damn foolish thing to do. I don't, I don't know. I, I think like, we were expecting really big things from them during BlizzCon and we didn't really get it. And you know, that's when a lot of this started. You know, I think a lot that, of the, the yeah, that's when a lot of the negativity and the downturn of the stock happened. But I think that that was a problem of Blizzard and Activision not setting expectations correctly and misreading their audience. Oh, totally misread their audience. But you know, I, obviously there's some changes internally um you know the c the ceo of blizzard mike morheim you know other key individuals at blizzard like their cfo and the activision cfo and now the layoff so obviously they're doing a lot of internal reorganization that hopefully puts them in a better spot to make good games i don't know if it's going to put what blizzard they need to in do. a better spot but it's going to make activisions and activision and blizzard's investors happy I mean, I personally kind of hate what I'm seeing because like, you know, I've seen similar things at where I work and it just doesn't, it no, never kind of, it doesn't ever goes well. It doesn't actually go well. It's not going to change a fucking thing. But it just seems like Activision is kind of, you know, looking at Blizzard as a division very hard and trying to figure out how they can milk it for more money or they think that it's not doing what it could be doing. And they're trying to make changes to improve the profitability of the uh, division. Yeah. Which, I, yeah. Uh, you know, I understand that from a business perspective, but the thing that's always made Blizzard great is they make high quality games and on who, their you know, schedule. Fuck you. It's going to come out when it comes out. High quality games on their schedule. Yes. Yes. And, you know, if they need to do what Bungie did and break off and do their own thing, I hope they do something like that. If, it's going to continue to kind of drive this, you know, you're not making money, do different shit or make mobile games or, you know, try to do something that they're not comfortable with doing on a schedule that they're not comfortable with doing it on. 
if it leads to shittier games. Now, if the games that they currently have in development come out and they're horrible, then, you know, we'll know this was a bad thing. But, you know, if this leads to more high quality games, then great. I'll download and play all of them. So we're we're really going to have to see what happens in late 2019. Like, I, I honestly think whatever they're doing right now, it's not going to be 2020 because whatever they're doing right now is like to, to write the ship immediately. So I would expect that, you know, by the middle of the year, by the end of the year, whatever the heck changes they're making, we're seeing some of the results of that. And, you know, by the end of 2019, I think it's going to be make or break for Blizzard, honestly. I disagree, but that's just me. I think that I, I think that these are these are choices that Activision Blizzard as a company feels like they need to make for the health of the overall company. Uh, for for the sake of the investors, I should say. Let me qualify that and clarify that for the sake of the investors. Because that's ultimately what they have to worry about, is they have to be worried about the investors at the end of the day. I think that I think that they should have done a stock buyback years ago. And they should have gotten out of the public game as quickly as they possibly could. Uh, the problem is, is that you have to remember Bobby Kotick is not a is not a games person. He's not. Kotick is a corporate raider who bought out the company that became Activision when it was on the downslope. Like he was not in the games world to begin with. Uh, he bought his way into the games world by buying a company uh, that was failing along with him and a group of investors. So I think that he's making the right business choice. I don't think it's the right choice for the fan and for the people who support them. Absolutely. Like I said, I mean, I, I feel like from a business standpoint, he is making the absolute correct decision. Um, but yeah, I, I just I don't think it's going to do right by us as fans and as consumers of the media. I, I just, which, is, which is a shame because I feel like it's affecting the culture now, which is one of the great things about Blizzard games, in my opinion, is you know how the games feel, the quality of the games, the quality of the community and the people that play them. You know, mm-hmm. it just... Ugh. Yep. I don't like seeing what ha- is happening. And, you know, frankly, I hate that the news is centered around the company and not the fucking games. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd rather be talking about the games. I'd rather be talking about what's cool and happening and shit. But and, you know, not to have to be talking about the inner workings of the organization. But I feel like it's going to affect the games. And, you know, we're just in a lull right now anyway. So. Yeah, um, I think I think. Yeah, I, I don't think that there we're going to get anything. I knew that this was going to be a year where we weren't going to be seeing a whole lot. I, I knew last year was going to be a year we didn't see a whole lot of games. I knew that was going to be the case. We weren't going to see a whole lot of things at Activision Blizzard, especially on the Blizzard side. Uh, last year was a developmental year, 100% a developmental year. This year, I think, was originally slated to be a developmental year. But I think that they're that their their hand is getting forced and they're going to have to yes. do something. Um, yeah. And I mean, they're going to put out some junk this year, whether it's good or not. I mean, we knew Immortals was coming. We knew Immortal was coming. Because that's this year, if I remember correctly. 
Uh, sorry, I didn't hear. What Diablo was, Immortal. What was sorry, I don't recognize that. Ah, uh, uh-huh, we're playing this game. I believe Immortal yeah. is supposed to be this year. <clears throat> now, if Immortal comes out and it's fantastic and people love it, I'll be pleasantly shocked. I'll be pleasantly surprised. I think right now people are being way too bandwagony on it. I have no desire to play it because it's not what I wanted out of a Diablo game. <clears throat> but I'm not specifically the audience for it. I'm not. Um, this is aimed at the Asian market. It's aimed at the South American market. It's aimed at the at a younger skewing demographic, probably slightly younger than me. Uh, I'm in my mid third. I'm in my early mid thirties. Okay, Kevin and, and I are about the same age. We're 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 both kind of outside of the demographic they really want. Kind of just inside of the demographic they really want. Um, Eighteen to thirty five is what they want usually. Um, especially when you're talking about when you're talking about games, it's eighteen to thirty five males. Yeah, and then at 35, we're supposed to have a life and kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just. I, I, I will be pleasantly surprised. I think I think Immortal will do better than we think it will. Um, I. I know it probably will do decent, whether it's a good game or not people will download it. I fucking bought Diablo on Switch. I played that twice. You know, yeah, I was going to say you bought Diablo on Switch. I mean, it's like I mean, it's a great couch co-op game, but. Like, I mean, I'll fucking buy it regardless, but still, you know, whether it has the engagements, engagement numbers they are looking for, I guess we'll see. I mean, it, it, it really feels like this is what it comes down to for me. I think it comes down to engagement versus money. And I think that Blizzard has always had really awesome engagement and they've made money when they make games. But, you know, now they're getting pushed to make money and it's going to, you know, engagement is going to suffer. And I think that's the worst part of this. Well, it's like, I, think, I like seeing people playing Blizzard games, not. I, I think you know, engagement's also going to suffer on the basis of the fact that they're getting rid of their engagement team part of their engagement team, 800 <laughs> people out of the whole That's corporation. True. And a lot of them were focused in the soft, uh, in, in the, in, in the soft aspects of the business, the customer facing aspects Community of the business. managers, Community managers, PR managers, marketing directors, marketing managers, things like that, marketing and all the, and all the associated team members that would go with that. You know, that's the yeah. majority of what they got rid of. And I also, they got rid of like things like janitorial staff and things of that nature. In that case, they might just be hiring contractors. So, I mean, oh, geez, the thing is, is like that. That's what it comes down to is like the changes that they're making are clearly shifting from caring about the community and the engagement of, you know, who's playing their games to money. Yeah, I mean, I but, mean, and, and, and the thing is, again, for a long time, Blizzard was able Blizzard itself as a fully as a fully formed subsidiary within the parent company of Activision Blizzard, much as Activision is a fully formed subsidiary of the parent company, Activision Blizzard for a very long time, Blizzard and Activision were both able to just coast along on their major franchises. Blizzard was able to coast along on Warcraft sales and Hearthstone sales. Activision was able to coast along on call of duty. 
uh, the yearly Call of Duty franchise and Skylanders and things like that. Toys to Life died. The, the whole Toys to Life genre died. Um, and um, Toys to Life genre is dead. And the and Blizzard's not quite printing as much money with World of Warcraft. Um, and Activision's not printing quite as much money with Call of Duty. So they have to make some choices and they're trimming some of the fat. And unfortunately, I hate to say that about this is people's jobs. This is people's livelihoods. But from what we understand, Blizzard, uh, Activision Blizzard gave them very generous severance packages. They continued their benefits. Their benefits will continue for a period of time after their termination. Um, <clears throat> you know, so those of them, those of them who had health insurance and things like that will be able to maintain their health insurance. Um, and child care and things like that. Um, and they also offered them um, uh, recruitment assistance. They ran job fairs and things to help them get positions in other companies with that require their skill set. So, I mean, from what we understand, it was a very amicable, but not pleasant experience. So they, they did everything they possibly could to make this transition and make this layoff as easy as possible for the people that were affected. Um, you also have to understand Blizzard and Blizzard especially always has had a fairly large staff of these these soft support positions. And it might have just been time to start trimming some of them. Some people will feel like, oh, there's not enough. There's no blue posts and and blah, blah, blah. There's not enough blue posts. But at the same time, they have a fairly large staff comparative to other games of the same type. You know? Yeah. So I, I just feel like it's... I, I, I'm of mixed feeling about it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're clearly moving towards let's figure out how to make more money. And if that means people aren't going to play our games, then great. That, I mean, it's, it's, it severely seems like they're not as worried about engagement, which is us, which are the gamers. You know, that's what, that's what ultimately bothers me about this. Where it feels like you're just being forgotten. It feels like they don't care as much about us like they did. or you know, Activision is kind of taking over and I feel less supported by Blizzard and more like I'm, you know, being controlled by Activision. Problem is Blizzard's been doing this kind of stuff for years, though, man. People talk people talk about like this is oh, this is Activision's influence. It's like, no, Blizzard has been a part of a publicly traded company for a very long time. So, I mean, mm. it's just that's just the nature of things, man. It sucks. Uh, yeah. It would be nice if they kind of skewed back towards worrying about engagement and making sure that people are playing the games that they have and, you know, they like the games that they have and they're I, doing content that we want. Again, it's all cyclical. Okay. Give it another five years. All right. Let's move on. We've beat this. Yep. Uh, we are currently sitting at just shy of 50 minutes. So do you want to go ahead and uh, jump into another topic or what? Um, <laughs> I do want to get to some of the points of the main topic so that we can so get that to you them can, so that you can shut up about it. 
Yeah. Yeah. So you can it's been on the show notes for three weeks now and we need, or three shows and we need to just do this. So, um, the name, the main topic that I wanted to bring up this week, and I think we're going to have a little bit slightly different conversation than I had originally intended was on gearing in battle for Azer or yeah, gearing in battle for Azeroth after the 8.1.5 or is it 8.1? I can't remember. I think, think 8.1.5 is tides of vengeance and that's out already, yeah. right? Yeah, we're on 810 right now. Okay. So the 81 patch of uh the Battle for Azeroth. And originally the discussion was going to be like, wow, I can't believe that they're giving people opportunities to get high level 400 gear, which is the equivalent of heroic raid gear. Um there was that quest to like kill 15 horde players and get a 400 gear. They got rid of that because they realized that was fucked up and um they meant for it to be like equivalent to the normal raid instead of the heroic raid. They got rid of that completely. Um, the Warfront also gives you a four level, 400 high level piece of gear. But, you know, as Gavril and I talked about in Nauseam prior to the show, that's only something that pops up once every three weeks. And if you had a group of buddies who could run you through Mythic Plus 10s, you could almost fully gear yourself with um, just doing Mythic Plus 10 dungeons. So, um, you know, ultimately the gearing is very similar to what it was in the last expansion. And, um, there are some opportunities, although sparingly like Warfronts, to get eye level 400 gear, which is the equivalent of heroic grade gear, which, you know, some players who just play casually, um, like Gavril, um, would never be able to get Mm -hmm. that, you know, gear because they're not a heroic raider. so, I mean, yeah, there there are opportunities to get higher eye level gear, but it's very few and far between, and it shouldn't be game breaking. I think some of the things that we, you know, kind of talked about, well, if the gearing system itself isn't broken and getting eye level gear um, equivalent to like the skill of the stuff that you're doing isn't broken, except Warfronts, then you know, what is broken about gearing. So we came up with a few topics that, um, you know, I think are more problematic and, and should be talked about further rather than just like straight up eye level. So let's also mention that the, the wonderful Mr. LB was involved in this, uh, and helping yes. work on this. So thank you. LB. LB, for the, uh, LB was, yeah. LB was actually one of like the main thrusts on this. So thank you for the contributions, Mr. LB. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, two of them revolve around secondary stats, and then one of them revolves around Azerite trade. So, you know, s- kicking off with secondary stats are just kind of overall less effective because Blizzard is trying to simplify uh, gearing and simplifying to the eye level. So, you know, what they're trying to do is make, you know, if I get a higher eye level piece of gear, I should put it on. Um, they're trying to make that decision easier for players. And kind of, you know, watering down the effectiveness of the secondary stats in order to do that. Um, You know, overall, I think this is probably a good idea for the majority of people because like, hey, if it's on a higher eye level, I should just put it on. But I think the thing that kind of sucks about this is like if I get a higher eye level piece of gear and the secondary stats are not the the best secondary stats for my class or, or the activity that I'm doing then it just kind of feels bad. And um, I'm starting to kind of 
water down the amount of mastery I'm doing as a holy priest, for example, which, you know, overall decreases my total healing levels. So, you know, I don't, is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I mean, like, what are your thoughts on just, you know, less effective secondary stats? I think that for a casual player, it's good because it's less thinking. I think that for, I think it's going to be just as complex as always for the Raider uh, or the high level Mythic Plus or the PvP -er because they, they know they have certain breakpoints they need to hit and they need to do certain things. So I think ultimately at the end of the day for a casual player, it's a better system. I think it's not really that much of a difference. It's just a stat squish for the, uh, like at the end of the day, it's basically just a stat squish for the higher level player. It's like, oh, yeah, I've I got mean, less stuff going on. I, I wish that better gear was better. You know, like I agree with that mentality. Higher eye level gear is better than what I'm currently wearing. That is but, a symptom of Azerite, though. That is I, entirely a symptom of Azerite gear. Nah, I don't. Uh, I don't know if it has anything to do with Azerite. I mean, I I like that there is some min maxing. I like that there, you know, there's an ability to tweak the secondary stats so that you can get slightly higher haste or slightly higher crit or whatever you want. But you know what we you used know, to call I don't, that? What reforging? <laughs> yeah, you could just reforge into what you want, but um, you know, it just becomes this kind of like game where you have to figure out. Well, first of all, you've got to get add-ons. You've got to get like SimC. You have to get Pawn. You have to like if you get all these tools to help you. Core player. Yes, you do. Eh, eh. No, I, mean, I mean, as even, a casual player, I wouldn't need it. Even if I'm, I mean, as, as friends, a, I wouldn't need it. I mean, as a casual player, I've still found those tools helpful, regardless. Kevin, you are a because, casual trying to push hardcore. Uh, I don't know what I am, but yeah. the thing is, yeah. is like, you need like to get these add-ons to actually tell you if the gear overall is an upgrade or not, based on the eye level, based on the secondary stats, based on if it has a, um, a jewel sl slot. I mean, there's a lot of little things that you have to think about and worry about and adjust to determine like what's actually better. So even though they're trying to simplify it and, hey, if it's a higher eye level, put it on. It's still like this little game that you have to play to like figure out like, what the fuck am I going to wear? What am I going to scrap? You know, okay, it, Kevin, call me back when you annoying. have to juggle hit percentages and expertise. OK, <laughs> call me back when you have to do that. OK. Right. Yeah, I realize like since I since Warlords of Drainer, when I've started doing this, it's been a lot simpler than it has been in the past. Great. I'm you know, I'm glad, but it's still like this annoying little game. And, you know, God forbid we talk about using a one hander versus a two hander weapon. Like, I don't even know what what to even say about that. But the thing is, is like it's still annoying and they haven't really i don't think they've really implemented it properly to get at what they're trying to do which is hey this is better put it on yeah so i, I don't know but yeah i get what you're saying you know it i wish it wasn't that annoying i wish i didn't stare at my gear for fucking 10 minutes after i pick it up then and determine if want... i should keep it or trade it to then... someone else Oh, pardon me. Um, then you want uh, 
all secondary stats to go away and everything to just be straight eye level and stat uh, strength and agi stamp. I don't know. Like, I'm wondering if there's a world in which like eye level is key. Nothing else exists except eye level, but there's certain gear that's geared towards certain activities. Like, if they're going if they're going to make it so that like you need a certain type of stat priorities or stat weights or whatever for raiding versus dungeons, for example, then like you get a piece of gear that's better for dungeoning, or you get a piece of gear that's better for raiding. And it takes some of the guesswork out of the secondary stat shell game that we're all playing to try to figure out if it's better or worse for that content. But I, I think people would revolt and they're just like, well, I have my dungeon chess piece and then I have my raiding chess piece and then I have my shadow priest chess piece and then my holy priest chess piece. Welcome I mean, to how it used to be. You used to have to carry two and three pieces of two and three sets of gear on you, at least as a tank. I used to have to. Yeah. And as a whole I mean, and as a discipline priest, I used to have to carry four sets of gear and wrath. I had four sets of I, gear. On I them. don't know how you still play this game. Well, you don't, but still. Um, Most of the game was <laughs> me juggling gear around for specific fights. Or yeah, for that. specific uh, instances of what I need to do. Do I need I need mass haste because I have to get my GCD all the way down and I have to be able to spam bubbles on everybody for the Sarfang fight. I need I need to respect over into holy for AOE heals during putricide, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I guess if you're saying that the item only had eye level mm -hmm. and then it said like, okay, here's your chess piece for shadow. And like, I had another chess piece for shadow and they were just eye level and there was no secondary stats, but I knew that it was for my shadow set. I would, I think I would be fine with that. Honestly. And that's literally what I said at the beginning. It's like, just take away everything except for primary stat and stamina. If they want to monkey around with some like secondary stats in the background, so no, that no like secondary stats it's better for haste or Bake not all better the secondary for haste. stats. Bake the secondary stats into a passive ability for each of the specs. When you're in that spec, you have these bonuses and then it scales off of your eye level. If you want to get ultimately uh. super simple, your mm -hmm. eye level alone determines the amount of scaled secondary stats you get. All right. So basically what they're doing for PVP. Essentially, yes. That's very interesting. That's an interesting thought. Other games have done it before. It's, it's something that works. It works. It's just like it obfuscates all of the... They simplify the mechanics, but at the same time, they then obfuscate the mechanics because everything then hides behind a passive aura that the character has. You know, the thing that's interesting is that PvP gives you magical stats based on your eye level. Mm -hmm. Like it just automatically sets your secondary stats, you know, Correct. in the name yep. of, you know, making sure that everyone's on an equal playing field. Like I would, I would say like, like, I think more people would be interested in that in PVE versus PVP to be able to just like set the stat weights based on your eye level. Because like there's a lot of, I mean, not for the higher end mythic raiders, you know, they might want to tweak and monkey with their secondary stats. 
but they, like for a general casual player, they, I don't think they give a fuck. They care less about monkeying with their stats and more about server transferring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. They, and tanking the economies of places to gather gear. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, no, it's just like, I mean, that is an option that they could take. Just obfuscate the whole process, have all gear be nothing but eye level. All right, you're in a PvP zone in this spec. Okay, your stats become this. You're in a dungeon in this spec. Your stats become this. The only thing that matters is your eye level. It just becomes that that simplifies. That is ultimately at the end of the day the most simplified version of the gear treadmill you can get. All right, you are simply and, on the treadmill for yeah. more eye level. And that would actually like if you think about it for Mythic Plus dungeons, that actually makes a lot of sense because you would actually be checking skill between different characters in different Mythic Plus dungeons based on the fact that their stats are equalized. Uh, and I mean, you know, LB is kind of right. LB's in chat right now, and he's saying that that is the worst possible future. And he's partially right, because that really does remove a lot of the personality uh, from things. But at the same time, it's also a good future but again it's a bad future as well because it just homogenizes everything but i mean pvpers have been doing it for two expansions and i don't at the same time though most people are homogenous uh in their specs and their gearing at the end of the day it's just ultimately the end of the day there's one cookie cutter everybody's aiming for but it just depends on what they have and lb's also adding that secondary stats matter in pvp but Yes, they do matter, but they're also normalizing some of them, aren't they? When you go into a PvP match. So the the thing is, is like my main spec, maybe I want to tinker with the secondary stats, but my off specs. It's complicated. I don't give a fuck. It's complicated. I don't give a fuck. Like, honestly, like sometimes I have to do shadow to do damage, right? Yeah. And I typically do Holy Priest. That's my thing. That's my jam. So. When I have to go in the shadow, do you think I want to be fucking tinkering with a bunch of secondary stat bullshit? No, I just want to do the best fucking DPS that I can do because I don't give a shit. I just want to do some damage, you know? I don't want to be garbage and get thrown out of a group. So, like, give me a way to just figure out how to not do shit damage when I switch specs so that I can play it every once in a while. You know, yeah, I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. There. Why, why do I have to be this fucking min max secondary stat guru to be able to like? You don't have do to anything be. in Just PvP. Just play the game PvP. casually. You don't have to. You, you, you are, you are talking about something where you are dealing with people that want to think they're hardcore. All right, you don't have to min max and do all this other crazy shit. All right, you want to do a raid. And you don't want to have to worry about getting kicked out because you do shit DPS. Fucking pug it. <laughs> Put a group together yourself. True. Like that's the problem is that people get into this mindset that they have to be perfect. I have to do amazing. I have to. I have to be top tier on DPS and everything. You don't. You can just go in and have fun like we used to. And I I think it's probably partially due to this expansion. You know, like last expansion. Barely ever did shadow. Didn't even think about doing shadow. This expansion, I, I feel like I've got to at least have a shadow second or uh, off spec. Well, that's you know that that that's a hardcore 
that that's that's more looking at things as like hardcore player because you need to have an off spec capable of doing something that you don't normally do in your main spec. That that right. was that, and I always when I raided, um, I had two full specs. I had actually I had three full specs in Wrath because I was playing Priest. I had a full holy set, a full uh, disc set, and a full shadow set. I had all three sets when I raided uh, ICC. Um, hmm. I also had a leveled paladin and a leveled mage. I mean, the thing is, is like, I don't want to have to think about my secondary specs as much as my primary spec. My primary spec, fine. I'm willing to do the legwork, to look up all the nonsense, to run the sims and all that bullshit. But I'm when not- it's something that, that I do casually, I don't want to have to worry about that stuff. Yet I'm forced to. If I was doing PvP, that kind of stuff is figured out for you and you kind of go into PvP with a set of skills. LB is saying that it's complicated and it's not quite as straightforward as I'm saying it is. Maybe it's not. I'm not a huge PvPer, but I feel like I can jump into a PvP match and not feel like, oh my god, I'm not geared for PvP. Yeah. You know? But when I switch to Shadow, I feel like, oh my god, I'm not geared for Shadow. You know? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Why, why is it different? Because you know? different specs have different weights to different stats, unfortunately. And this whole discussion is why I don't even have a fucking alt character. Because if it's this fucking complicated for a single goddamn character, how am I going to be managing multiples of these? You know? Um, you don't really have a social life at all. I, I guess that's what people do. No, that's literally because... what people do. I mean, Chris <laughs> is different. Chris is weird. Chris is some kind of warlock of some manner because you know the man juggled like relationships and friendships and work and like 12 fucking demon hunters but they were all demon hunters <laughs> no he had some other he had other shit too but he had like 12 fucking demon hunters and he juggled all yeah. of that and some of them were geared yeah a lot of them were geared yeah so I'm just like <clears throat> that's Chris for you Chris is some kind so, of wizard all right, so I've talked about the complexity of like different secondary stats, but then, you know, something that's new for me, and this might be a holy priest thing or this might be for other people, but in uh, Battle for Azeroth, I'm starting to notice that guidance that I'm getting from like Icy Veins is telling me that I have a different set of best secondary stats for dungeons versus raids. Yes. And in Legion, it was pretty much crit mastery. That's what I stuck to. That was my jam. Now in Battle for Azeroth, I have to worry about crit and haste. And I, the first time that I realized this and that I knew that something was wrong was I was in holy spec and I was getting like my weekly chests mm-hmm. from um, doing a Mythic Plus. And I started to get like a bunch of like crit haste gear. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Chris, crit mastery is my shit. Why are you giving me crit mastery gear? Or um, crit haste. And then I went and then looked it up in Icy Veins and they're like, oh yeah, for dungeons, you should probably be prioritizing crit and haste instead of crit and mastery. And I was like, okay, that's news to me. Like, when did this happen? Um, and like, why is the game giving me all this crit haste shit when I thought that it was useless for my spec? And now I realize it is useful, but for dungeons. So now I have to juggle a uh, different set of prime... Or, different set of secondary stats for raids versus dungeons and then between spec and spec 
Now, thank God, Crit and Haste is still, you know, king for the Shadows uh, gear that I have. So there's some overlap there. But, you know, the point that you could potentially have different uh, secondary stat priorities when secondary stats aren't supposed to fucking matter for rating versus dungeons versus this spec versus that spec. I mean, we could be going back to that, you know, world that you lived in before this where you had four different gear sets. Yeah, not so. It won't surprise me if we go back to something like that. The thing is, is that this has always been a thing, Kevin. Like, just because you didn't recognize it doesn't mean it wasn't a thing. Like, there's always been different priorities uh, for certain things, especially for healers. Healers especially. Healers and tanks. And there's always been a bigger deal on that. DPS, DPS is always the same. But for healers and tanks, it's always been a matter of, okay, do I need to do big one-time heals or do I need to spread out a bunch of smaller heals? Like the tank versus the raid healer. That's always been a thing. And, you know, most of the time we were able to get away with using your raid healer spec in dungeons or using your tank healer spec in dungeons, depending on what kind of tank you had. So it was it was something that you could really get away with. But nowadays, it seems like the yes, they are kind of aiming a little bit more towards that old system, whereas in back in back in vanilla and BC, you had an MP5 set. That you would wear during certain fights like during long fights you'd have to wear an mp5 set because you were doing a lot of fast heals so you needed to heal you need to get as much mana back as possible that kind of stuff so yes the fact that your secondaries are different now um is just your specific spec i guess catching up to the rest of the pack okay i mean it's wow you know, like, um, we haven't even talked about different pieces of Azurite gear for different scenarios. Um, we haven't even talked about different um, trinkets for different scenarios. Mm-hmm. I, I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm, how are you supposed to manage any of this shit? This was all normal, dude. This was like, this was, this is... This is light compared to some of the fucking shit we had to do back in the day, man. And I hate to be like sounding like the jaded veteran, but it's like this is all like low tier shit compared to what we dealt with. You don't even know what it was like back when there were a limited number of buff and debuff slots and you could have as many potions active as you wanted or elixirs active as you wanted. And when potions were off the five minute off the uh, one per fight cooldown, so you could chug potions. Um, yeah, you 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 don't know what it used to be like with this kind of stuff and having to juggle resistance versus certain breakpoints in terms of things. Yeah, it used to be very fun and having to juggle hit and expertise, especially if you were a dual wielder. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, you you you've got it so easy, and I don't mean that like demeaningly or to like. To like deflate you know what you have to deal with but at the same time you really do have it very easy compared to how the game used to work and that's a good thing i want the game to be easier it doesn't i don't want to look back at the game and be like oh yeah i'm playing the exact same game 15 years later right now i don't want to look back at that games need to evolve and they need to adapt i think they've made some questionable choices over the years but I think that they've done good by the game by changing and adapting it constantly. 
I mean, I wish that we could have a world where like maybe I only need one gear set per spec. And like I just deal with that. And if I want to do a second spec, I need a second gear set. Maybe that's acceptable. But, you know, to be having multiple gear sets for the same spec and then if you want to do multiple specs, that means you're, you know, multiplying that by two. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it just becomes overwhelming. And I can see how, I can see maybe why, like, my eyes were kind of um, shaded from this for a long time. Like, maybe I just cared not to think about it or worry about it. And now that, like, there's less shit to do in the game, you know, I'm starting to, like, look at some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. As I try to expand the specs that I'm playing or, you know, the con- different type of content that I'm doing. But, you know, I don't want to have to have the dungeon set, the raid set, the shadow set, the this, you know, like Jesus Christ. It's, you know, and then Azerite gear on top of that, mm-hmm. where, you know, unless the Azerite gear has the good traits to it, I'm going to be doing shit DPS or I'm going to be doing worse healing. Um, and that just further complicates it even more. So, you know, rings, trinkets, Azerite gear, I have all this shit that has to be like swapped in and out. Mm -hmm. Like, ugh, it just becomes really complicated and off-putting, honestly. Why do you think raiding is a, is a select activity? And on, and on top of all this, like swapping in and out, I need to be worried about the secondary stats and is this even better than this? You know? Mm-hmm. I understand I what you're saying, yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's, 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 well. a, it's a select activity. Not everybody does it for a reason. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good... So, mm-hmm. you know, the, I like that they're trying to simplify eye level um, now that I think about it. Like, just making the eye level king because to have to make all these choices and to be thinking about all these different things, it becomes very difficult to have a good gear set for the activity that you're trying to do. Or first of all, to know what the good gear set is or what's important. And then to actually get that gear is an entirely different story. Mm -hmm. So, and upgrades, like once you get to like normal and you've done normal raids and you've got like 385 gear, and then you do heroic. I mean, it just becomes very difficult to even get a piece of gear or an upgrade, which is or why a side give, grade. Which is why they give alternate forms of progression so that you don't feel bad because you don't get a piece of gear for a month and a half. I guess that's but why they have things like yeah. like the Warfront and Mythic Plus chests and things like that. Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna have to switch pawn which is an add-on. I don't know if you guys use it or not, but it shows you like stat weights and a gear score based on the stat weights. I'm just going to have to set one up for dungeons and then one for raids and then one for shadow. You probably don't have and to, then Kevin. See if it's an upgrade for any of them and if it's not, just trash. Like, really, you probably don't have to, Kevin. You could, frankly, at the level that you all raid and the level that you specifically play at, you don't go ham and crazy. You'll probably be fine just eyeballing most of it. Yes, but the eyeballing becomes collect a bunch of gear, then spend 15 minutes going through it and seeing if it's better or worse. Or maybe it's better for this scenario, but worse for this scenario. Should I keep it in my bag? Should I trash it? 
Should half my fucking bag space be gear? Mine I don't is. know. Half of my bag space on Gavril is gear. Yeah. And garbage. Just garbage I keep in collect. <laughs> Just random junk that you haven't sold to the vendor. Yeah, no, no. I don't I keep stuff. I I, I really do keep a lot of stuff that I should have just sold to vendors, like the crown jewels of Suramar. It's a five thousand mm-hmm. gold piece of gray trash that you get from a freaking archaeology quest uh in Suramar. I kept them. They're still in my bags. <laughs> I think there's like a I'm glad that I'm glad there's some flavor items that you connect with. I always dude, no, I always keep flavor items. I don't throw anything away really. I'm a hoarder. Um, but yeah. I think that covers it. What do you think? I'm actually more pissed off now than when I started. Congratulations. Welcome to being a gamer. Um <laughs> got anything that you wanna got any final thoughts or things you don't want people to do or to do? Uh what I want people to do is to maybe check weather reports before deciding to send people to a city to have a meeting in that city. Not saying that happened for work and we just had to go through an ice storm when I or a snowstorm when I went to Philly recently. But yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. So it's a good thing to maybe check the long range forecast, see, you know. Are you going to have problems getting in and out of the city? The thing that really bothered me, Gav, mm-hmm. is <laughs> the day before we were supposed to have a two-day on-site meeting in Philly. Mm-hmm. And I flew to Philly on a Sunday because the flights were shitty. They were expensive. My boss says to me, you know, if the weather is really bad, we're just going to like do the meeting remotely. And I'm like, fucking flew to Philly for this. And you're telling me <laughs> that I'm going to have to do the meeting in my hotel room? <laughs> Ultimately, we had the meeting in person, but I was just like, wow, wow, that would have been interesting. Yeah. Uh, What about you? Anything come up? Uh, Nope, not really. Um, Yeah. I've said my piece. I feel like I've said my piece and I'm sorry, I'm trying to keep my cat from going crazy right now. He's he's kind of freaking the fuck out. I think I've said my piece. I, I, I have very few opinions about this, but I also come, I'm coming at this as from the opinion of a veteran and a, as, as someone as a veteran of the game and somebody who cat. <laughs> I'm coming at this as somebody who is a veteran of the game and who just kind of doesn't give a fuck anymore. So okay. I'm just like, don't even bother. Just fucking roll through with whatever you want, bro. <laughs> yeah, it, like, don't do that. Don't get pissed off about video games and get yourself wrapped down the rabbit hole of, you know, having different sets of gear and stat weights and all this other bullshit. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll try to chill out. It's like, yeah, don't don't get yourself all worried about it, man. It's like you're going to ruin your enjoyment of the game. Like. You don't know how long you have that before the game gets boring to you. So enjoy the game while you can and don't freak out about the little things. <laughs> Thanks for the advice, Gavril. You are welcome. So that's going to be our show for this week. To talk to us during the week, you can find us on Twitter. The show is at CTC. Mr. Kevin over here is at SwingCat with AK. Mr. Chris is at Akari underscore Meg, A-K-A-R-I. And I, of course, am at Gavril underscore E-T. That's G-A-V-R-I-I-L. 
underscore ET. You can send us emails to feedback at azeroctc.com. For links to today's show, you can visit us our website at www.azeroctc.com. Just a review on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you pour those sweet liquid words into your ear hole. Uh, say ear holes, boys. Good night. <laughs>